Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Chris Ria. Good morning, everyone. It's so great to be with you online this morning. And I know it's going to be soon when we can gather together in person. But I want to tell you, it's been great just to worship with you online, to have some people who are even out of state and out of the country worship with us. It's so great to be able to do that. So thanks for joining us this morning. I want to start this message off by asking a question. Have you noticed that the longer that you live with someone or the longer you're friends with someone or uh, the longer that you know somebody, the more you start acting like them and they start acting like you? I'll never forget when Megan and I were first married, we really couldn't have been more different. In fact, if we went to the grocery store, we didn't agree on what kind of groceries to get. She had a way of meal planning and I had a different way of meal planning. If we went to paint a wall in our house, you know, she had a color she wanted to paint. I had a different color I wanted to paint. When it came to picking furniture, you know, she had a style she liked and I had a style that I liked. And so some of our biggest fights early in our marriage were at the grocery store or Home Depot or Lowe's. And it was just those first two to three years were a little bit rough. But as we've been married longer and longer, going on 19 years next month, we have really grown together. And to be honest, we see eye to eye on a lot of things. When we go to paint a room now, we pretty much agree on the color. Our styles are very similar to one another. Uh, meal planning, it's never been easier for us to do these days. And so the more that you get to know someone, the more you're around someone, the more you're with someone, the more you become like them. You start to talk like them and act like them and maybe even dress like them at times. And it's the same way in our walk with God. The more time we spend in his word, the more time we spend in worship, the more time we spend in prayer, the more we get to know God, the more we understand his heartbeat, what, how he sees the world. What he's doing, the more connected we feel to God and the more peace we have. And we're in a series called I Am, where we're going over some of these powerful statements in the Bible where God claims, I am. And today I want to talk about when Jesus says, I am the vine. In John chapter 15, verse 1, this book of John was written by one of the disciples of Jesus, a disciple named John. In fact, John was amongst three disciples, Peter, James, and John, who were in Christ's inner circle. And he's quoting Jesus right here. When Jesus says this in John 15, 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my Father, God, is the gardener. 
He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it'll be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I love how the passion translates verse four. Listen to this in the passion translation. It says, so you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch, for as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. That's a powerful line. Your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to mine. I don't know about you, but I want to be the kind of person who remains in the vine, who leans into the vine so that I can bear fruit. What kind of fruit are we talking about here? Have you ever wondered that, read this portion of scripture, and Jesus says, if you remain in me, you'll bear fruit. Well, what does that mean? Well, when you don't know what something means, what you do is you go to the Greek and you try to figure out what the Greek word is and where else in the Bible maybe it's used. And that Greek word for fruit there is the word karpos. And it's also found in the book of Galatians, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, when the apostle Paul says this, he says, the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit, the karpos of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Those are the attributes we begin to display when we remain in Christ, when we lean into the vine. And it's interesting right now. It's an interesting time period. I've heard it said before that when a person is squeezed, you find out what's really inside of that person. We're all being squeezed right now. And I want us to all take an honest look and ask ourselves, what is coming to the surface now that we're being squeezed? Now that we're under pressure, now that the world is turned upside down, is the fruit of the Spirit love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control? Are those attributes coming to the surface? Or are different attributes coming to the surface? See, everyone is in the same situation right now. But not everyone's perception of the situation is the same. See, our perception becomes our reality. And there's so many different types. Maybe you're going through coronavirus as a single person. Your perception is going to be very different than the perception of a person who's walking through this stay-at-home um, thing that we're going through 
and they're married with three little kids, their perception is going to be completely different in this situation. And if you're a first responder, or if you're working at the hospital right now, your perception of what's happening is going to be completely different than the people who are staying at home every single day. And if you're a governor or an official or a senator or a president, your perception of what's happening right now is going to be completely different than everyone else's. If you've lost your job or you run a small business, your perception is going to be different than people who still have a job right now. You see, our perception becomes our reality and we're all perceiving this whole situation a little bit differently. But the one thing that we can do as Christians, that we need to do as Christians, is lean into the vine. It doesn't matter what perception of this new reality you find yourself in. We are all called to lean into the vine. And if you lean into the vine, into Christ, the gardener, God himself, will prune you. And he will mold you. And he will shape you. And he will teach you something super powerful in this time and in this season. You see, pruning, or another way to define that word prune, is the word purge or cleanse. Pruning and purging and cleansing is not always a fun process. In fact, it can be a very painful process. And when you're getting pruned and when you're getting purged, you have two choices. You can lean into the vine. You can lean into Christ. You can lean into God and you can learn and you can grow and you can mature and you can learn how to rely on God and hear his voice clearly and connect to him. Or you can become self-reliant and self-defiant. And if it is to be, it's up to me. And unfortunately, when you're being pruned and you don't lean into the vine, but you try to reach and grasp for control, you never really learn how to grow closer to God, how to bear more fruit, how to stay connected to the vine. I don't know if you've ever gone through a purging process in your own home, but it's not fun. The other day, uh, Megan and I were going for a walk in our neighborhood, and we were coming up on a house, and we thought someone was having a garage sale. We thought that because there were all these things in their, on their driveway, all these items, clothes and golf clubs and lawnmowers and lawn equipment and all these things, and we thought, how could you be having a garage sale in a time like this? Who's going to buy anything right now? But the closer we got, we understood that this lady was not having a garage sale. She was simply purging her garage. She had everything pulled out of the garage. She was sweeping in places that probably haven't been swept in years. She was creating new systems. She was throwing certain things away. And she was going to move everything she needed back into that garage. And it was going to be clean and orderly with a new process and a new system than it had before. 
And right now, God is trying to do that. He's pruning, he's purging. He's taking people who were apathetic towards him and creating a passion in their hearts for him. He's taking people who had a lot of bitterness or animosity in their life. And he's trying to turn that into peace and into grace. He's taking emotions like fear, worry, unbelief, stress, anxiety, shame, guilt. He's taking those things and he's trying to show you that he's the true vine. And if we lean into him, he will purge us from those negative emotions and in return give us peace like a peace that surpasses all understanding. So if we let him, he will do some amazing things in our life. So I want to ask you the question, this question. How do you know if you right now are leaning into the vine? How can we know? Well, number one, you will know what's available to you in the vine. When you're leaning in the, into the vine, you begin to understand what's available in Christ in the vine. See, last weekend, we celebrated Good Friday, which is the death of Jesus Christ. Then we had Easter Sunday, which we celebrated the resurrection of Christ. He didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead. And that one event, his death and resurrection, it marked us. It marked history. It changed the history of the world. His death and resurrection represents redemption for all of our sin, all of our shame, all of our guilt, all of our bad choices can be redeemed. We can be fully forgiven. We can be set free. We can have an eternity with God in heaven because of that one event. That's what's available to us. There are several other things available to us because of that event. We now get to be adopted into the kingdom of God. I am now a son of the living God, a co-heir with Jesus Christ, the Bible says. Ladies, you're daughters of God and co-heirs with Christ, which means we can walk in a new authority. We can walk in a different place. The Bible says that we're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. We can have authority. The Bible also says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. So we can walk differently than anyone else on the planet because of an event that's already been done over 2,000 years ago. It's pretty amazing. And the people that lean into the vine, they understand what's been done for them. They know that there's levels in God that are available to them. There's peace, there's fruit, there's joy, there's patience, there's goodness, kindness. There's a lot available to them. The interesting thing is this. Most Christians don't know everything that's available to them. They don't understand how to step into peace. They don't understand that there's armor that we can put on to take our stand against the enemy. 
They don't know all the things that that event 2,000 years ago made available to them. Some people don't know them and others don't walk in them. When I was a freshman at Sterling Heights High School, I went and tried out for the baseball team. Now, I had played baseball my whole life. It's one of my better sports. And I really wanted to make the team. I had a brother who was a couple years older. He was a starter on the, on the varsity team. And I just really loved playing baseball. We played it together growing up. And I wanted, I wanted to not only make the team, but I wanted to start. I wanted to be part, be on the field during the game. Well, I made the team, but something I didn't realize that became available to me when I made the team was this. Making the team meant I was given a few things. I was given a uniform. I was given a fitted hat that was sized perfectly for my head and a helmet with my number on it that fit me perfect that only I could wear. No one else on the team could wear it. I was also given a jacket that said Sterling Heights High School Baseball with my name on it. A bat bag that I could carry around and put all my stuff in that had my number and my name on it. There were all these things that were available to me. On top of that, I had coaches who had practice every day, who were really good at baseball, who were going to set me up to become a better baseball player than I already was. There were all these things made available to me once I made the team. And that was amazing. Those were great benefits. But how many people understand that I still had to put those things on? I still had to put my uniform on and go take the field on game day. You see, if I had all that stuff that was available to me, but I never put it on, and I never showed up to actually play in a game, then all the things that were already done, I wouldn't even have been taking advantage of it. I wouldn't even have been walking in them. And it's the same thing with Christ. When we lean into the vine, we will begin to know what's available to us. And the way we get to know what's available to us is by reading God's word, by studying it for ourselves, by listening to sermons, by, by study, by prayer, by worship. So leaning into the vine is so crucial because we begin to know what's available. But number two, when you lean into the vine, you begin to walk in what's available to you. So not only know what's available to you, but then begin to walk in what's available to you. Like my good friend Morpheus always says, there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. See, that event on the cross was so impactful in history and it was, it's already done. But now we have a choice to respond to it. God gives all of us a free will and he gives people the choice to respond to what's already been done and to know it and to walk in it or choose to say, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I'm not walking in it. And we have a lot of people on the planet who have chosen 
to ignore that event that happened 2,000 years ago. Maybe they don't believe it. Maybe they don't believe Jesus was the Son of God. Maybe they don't buy the whole life and eternity thing, that there's a God who's created this whole world. Whatever it may be, they choose to not know it or not walk in it. But in Romans 10, 9 and 10, the word of God says this. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. You see, the event happened, but now we have a response to the cross. And our response is to declare with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died and rose again. And when we believe that, so many things begin to happen in our life. Redemption, forgiveness, grace, a relationship with God can occur. There are so many things that are made available to us. And there are so many things. That's just the first part is that we're saved from our sin and we have an eternity with God in heaven. But then walking in what is available to us is the next step. Learning what it means to walk in the Spirit. Learning how to study God's Word. Reading portions of Scripture like Ephesians 6 and learning how to put on the full armor of God so that you don't have to operate in fear and allow the enemy to lie to you and create fear in your life and steal your joy. We don't have to put up with that as Christians, as Christ followers, because God made armor available to us that we can put on to take our stand against the enemy. But some people know that, but they're not walking in it. And that's why it's crucial that those who lean into Christ in this season, not only do you know what's available, but you begin to walk in it. You begin to literally take a step into peace. See, right now in the way the world is, the world's filled with fear, filled with uncertainty. But there's so many Christians right now that I've seen, that I've talked to, Because they know how to walk in the Spirit, they know how to lean into the vine in a season like this. They're walking in peace. They're producing fruit and kindness and joy in this season because we have it available to us. Doesn't mean just because we have peace available to us that nothing bad will happen and we won't be faced with trying life circumstances. No, no. These life circumstances are hard and they come at us hard. But when we're a Christ follower and we know how to walk into and lean into the vine and walk with Christ, we don't experience uncertainty and life circumstances the same way other people do. That's why it's crucial right now to lean into the vine. Leaning into the vine, knowing what's, how to walk and what's available allows you to renew your mind, to take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. It allows you to take your place as a son or daughter of the king and go to God boldly in prayer and say, Lord, this is what I'm struggling with and I pray for peace in my situation. It allows you 
to study God's word and understand the truth. So when the lies of the enemy come into your mind, you say, that's a lie because God's promises say this. God's promises says he will never leave me or forsake me. God's promises to me are peace and joy and love. And now I just want to lean into the vine so I can walk in those things. See, we can have a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's game time right now. All of our preparation of reading God's word, it's happening right now. We have the ability to operate in the fruit of the spirit, to walk and lean into the vine and be a difference maker and an agent of peace in these uncertain times. But I can tell you right now, there's people right now, who even though they're in Christ, they remain in him, they would call themselves a Christ follower, they don't have the fruit of the Spirit. They're not walking in peace and joy and kindness and love. And I can see it. You know, I can tell who's leaning into God's word and who's leaning into negative news outlets. Zig Ziglar used to say, every day I read the Bible and the newspaper so I know what both sides are doing. I mean, if you think about it, too many people are leaning into negative news, expert statistics, great, these numbers, this is what's going to be happening. And we're filling our minds with fear and worry and doubt instead of leaning into the vine so that we can bear fruit and offer the world hope. I was watching um, this thing on Facebook called Watchmen for the Nations. And it's ministers all over the world, all over the globe came together. People from Israel, people from America, all over the globe met online, young to old. And they all met to share what the Lord was showing them in this season right now. I thought it was really cool. And you know what was amazing? It's I could tell that every single one of these people, these men and women of God, they had been pruned. They had been purged. They had gone through hard things. And they were leaning into the vine. They were leaning into Christ. Because every single one of them, when they opened their mouth, the fruit of the Spirit came pouring out. Love, joy, peace. Patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. Just, it just oozed out of them. After watching them, I had such a peace and such a hope for the future. That's how you know you're leaning into the vine. Remember, Jesus said, if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. So are you leaning into the vine right now? You're being squeezed. What's coming to the surface? I want to encourage you to remain in Christ. To lean into him. When thoughts of fear, worry, panic, unbelief start to come into your mind, lean in. And if you're feeling those things, don't feel shame about that. Because what Christ is doing in you is he's pruning you. He's purging you. 
There are dark places inside that he's trying to get to and create light and brush those places out so that you can have peace and joy. So if you're feeling worried or nervous or stressed or angry or frustrated, lean in harder to the vine. Ask God to remove those dark emotions, those dark places of your soul and bring light into those places. Because if you don't allow the pruning process to to happen in your life, if you don't lean in during the pruning process, you'll go through the pruning process again and again and again and again. So allow that pruning, that purging to take place and lean into Christ and he will teach you how to totally rely on him and how to take your stand in this world for his glory. I want to close this message by singing a song that has really impacted my life. I'm not personally going to sing it. Don't worry. I know that scared a few people for a minute. No, our worship team is going to come in just a minute and they're going to sing this song. It's called Already Done. And I love the lyrics. It's, it says this, we believe it's already done. Every battle's already won. It is finished. It is perfect. We believe you've overcome and it's already done. What a powerful, powerful lyric to, the song, to this song. You see, 2,000 years ago, the battle was won. Things happened that are already done. Now it's time, church. It's time to know what's been done and to walk in what's already been done. Lean into that vine and you will bear fruit in this season and you'll be an agent of peace to those around you. Right before we bow our heads to pray, I want to talk to a few people who are watching online. Maybe you're watching online and you didn't realize the power or the significance of what's already been done 2,000 years ago. Maybe you didn't know about it or maybe you knew about it, but you weren't walking in it. And today you would say, I have been far from God. I've been away from this. I have taken all this for granted, but I want to commit my life to Christ. I want to be back in uh, walking in the spirit with God. I want to know him. I want to lean into that vine like you're talking about. If that's you and you're watching on our website, I just want to encourage you to click that button, that raise hand button. And say, I want to commit my life to Christ. If you're watching on Facebook, I want to encourage you either type it in the comments. If you have the boldness, I want to commit my life to Christ. Or you can follow a link that's going to be in the comments section that says fill out a connection card and you can let us know there and we can help you. But now's the time to lean in. Now's the time to renew that passionate walk with God. Now's the time to lean into the vine so that you can bear much fruit. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for everyone watching this right now. I thank you that the fruit of your spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, self-control, kindness. I thank you for all of those attributes, God. And I just pray 
that as I pray over every single person right now that's watching this, that the peace of God would fall on them, that the kindness of God would be with them, that your love and joy would fill their hearts even in this dark season. I thank you for the people who raised their hand to commit their life to you. I pray, Lord, that they would learn how to walk with you now in this time and in this season. We're so grateful for having you in our lives and we commit our lives to you. Thank you, God, for what you already did thousands of years ago for us. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. For more messages like this and other resources, visit us online at cccsterling.org.